Welcome to the Candid Divorce Lawyer Podcast, brought to you by Trithowans. Family law can be an emotional roller coaster, a mix of sadness, anger, hope, and worry. The Candid Divorce Lawyer explores topics from marriage to divorce and everything in between. This podcast does not constitute legal advice and is for informational purposes only. If you're looking for legal advice, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us via the details in our bio. Hi, and thank you for joining us for this episode of The Candid Divorce Lawyer. I'm Kimberly Davis, and today I'm joined by Rosie Bevan. We're going to be looking at some of the immediate things you need to think about at the end of a relationship. So it's very easy for us as lawyers to focus on the law when helping our clients. But the reality is that is not always the first thing people think about. Deciding to end a relationship is very complex and it's extremely difficult. It's very rare that the decision to end a relationship has been arrived at easily. And so it's really important that you keep on board that what you're going through is tough. It doesn't matter whether you are the person that has said that you want the relationship to end, whether you both have agreed that the relationship is over, it is tough for everyone. And I don't, I don't know about you, Rosie, but I often find clients will contact me and will say the relationship breakdown is good, amicable, all of these terms. And it's wonderful to hear But I think we still need to keep in mind that whether it is a good breakup or a bad breakup, it is still tough. Yes, certainly. You know, I always say to clients in the first appointment that the breakdown of a relationship, whether it is on the surface good or not, it's like an emotional roller coaster. And quite often the couple are on different roller coasters in different theme parks in different parts of the world. And what I mean by that is you might have one partner who's sort of trundling along on the children's train in one theme park with sort of things being sort of fairly level and, you know, they're just dealing with things. Whereas the other may be riding the loop de loop and going up and down with the emotions, because ultimately the starting point of anything that, that we do in relation to families and relationship breakdowns it's the emotional side of it isn't it definitely and I always find it quite interesting in the first time I meet with my clients because no client is the same naturally as people we are all very very different and we cope with trauma in different ways I confess sometimes I meet people and they describe how the separation came about as if they're telling me a story that they are not part of other people really struggle to talk about it. For some people, it feels like their life is suddenly flipped upside down and they have no idea which way to turn. And for others, it's like things are actually moving in slow motion and they want to hurry up and get to that next chapter of their lives. It's different for everyone. And I think it's really important that people are kind to themselves when they're going through this. I think that brings me on quite nicely to the fact that it's one thing, the relationship ending, But if you have children as well, that makes it even tougher. I often have clients say to me that they feel they need to be strong and tough because they have to be a role model for their children. They have to be the rock for their children going through this trauma. And it's true, but it's also really, really important to make sure you look after yourself. Because if you're not looking after yourself, you can't look after those people around you. And so it's important that you're kind to yourself in that immediate aftermath when a relationship breaks down. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And it's that old analogy, isn't it, of, you know, on an airplane, putting your oxygen mask on first. So absolutely, you know, your children are going to need you to, to be there for them. And it's a lot to be taking into consideration. But within that, you need to be making sure that you're okay and that you've got a good support network around you. I think that quite often as lawyers, we are maybe the first person that people will come to. Yes, they may speak to friends and family, but actually we have a lot of clients who maybe haven't spoken to anyone about what's happened. So building that support network for yourself and for other family members, so for children, is really key. No, I entirely agree with that. And I am the first to always say to my clients, yes, I think it's important that you have some legal support, but it's just as important that you have someone supporting you emotionally. And like you said, that can be friends and family. It can be professional support. I often refer to them as the sort of support team that you've got around you. And just as you have a mixture of friends and you may go to one friend for one thing and another friend for another, it's exactly the same when you're going through relationship breakdown. It's also really good that you ask for help. And it may be that you've got friends and family who give you too many opinions and that can be quite difficult. It often feels like your head is spinning. And whilst people mean well, sometimes you just want silence to process it. Flip side of that is that some people don't speak up and there's nothing wrong with saying that you don't know what's going on and where to go with these things. For most people that I meet, they never intended to ever go through a relationship breakdown. This is the first time it's happening to them. I always say to them that, you know, I would take advice from a mechanic if something was wrong with my car. I would have no idea. And it's no different when you're going through relationship breakdown to seek the support and help of others that have more experience in that field. Absolutely. I think that is so important because there are so many different stages, aren't there, to see, you know, the end of a relationship and how you might be feeling and what approach you're going to take with it and making sure that you've got that support from all angles is so important. Definitely. It probably is sort of just to help our listeners might be worthwhile us sort of having a look at for example, some of the specific steps that you may want to take if you have now decided that that relationship is over. We've focused quite heavily on a support network. It's, if you like, the emotional first aid you need. And that certainly is key. And like I've already said, it's really important that you look after yourself so that you can look after those around you. The other factor really to sort of highlight today is that whilst you need to be there for your children it's to give yourself a bit of a break with all of this there's countless studies that show that actually children cope well with family breakdown yes it may not be what they want it may not be something they ever thought they would be encountering and it may not be their ideal having their parents in different homes but all the studies show that children cope really well if there is no long-term parental conflict. Certainly. And I think a lot of that comes down to sort of understanding the situation that you're in and also that communication point and, you know, knowing what's going on and actually how you can deal with things moving forwards to sort of avoid that longer term conflict, because ultimately children are resilient. Yes. As you say, it's never anyone's ideal ending to a relationship but ultimately if you can gain an understanding of okay what's happening what the next steps are and almost forge that path moving forwards that can be such a useful sort of stepping back and taking it all in moment for a lot of clients completely and we are realistic is it ever possible to completely separate without conflict 
probably no. But the emphasis here is on whether there is long-term conflict, because that is what can be quite damaging. There's lots of different types of conflict, and the level of conflict that people experience is going to be caused by the different personalities involved. I've said it quite a few times today, but I really mean it, that everyone is different. And so you may have someone that thrives in a high conflict situation, in which case they may be less committed to trying to reduce that conflict. By contrast, you might have two people that really recognize that conflict is bad for their children and bad for them. And so they may have a lot more patience and understanding with each other, which will help reduce the conflict. There's also lots of different types of conflict. So you have personal conflict. If you have just found out that your partner is in an, another relationship or they have spent lots of money that you thought you had, you're going to be feeling a lot of emotional conflict there. You're going to be feeling very, very stressed and have potentially lots of ang- feelings of anger and hatred towards that person. There's parental conflict all of a sudden you've gone from working together in whatever shape or format that was, you were working together as one unit and now all of a sudden you're co-parenting. So you have to work together still, but all of a sudden you may have very, very different views on what that relationship looks like, how you should parent your children. And then there's also potentially financial conflict. It's really difficult for most of our clients to separate all of these issues out It's very easy for us as lawyers to say, you know, we'll look at children matters, we'll look at finances, we'll look at divorce and keep all the issues separate. But for you going through it, it's entirely different and all of these things overlap and that's completely natural. They're so heavily intertwined, aren't they, those three factors? And I think for a lot of people, it's hard to separate them out, which, you know, is a good reason when we come in to be able to say, well, actually, you know, we can look at these separately, but certainly, as you say, on an individual basis, they're never that easy to separate. I think a really key point from that in terms of, you know, the the conflict and the different types of, of issues that can arise is the element of trust. I would say so often we get clients come in that say, well, I don't trust them, so I can't deal with them, or I don't trust them, so I, I don't want to look at this. And it, it can be a real barrier for a lot of people. Definitely. And I often end up saying to my clients that the reality is the person that you are now potentially in conflict with is the person that knows you better than anyone else in the world. They know which buttons to push. They know things that are going to hurt you, things that are going to make you angry. And that's really, really hard to to accept, but that's the reality of it. On the flip side, you do know each other really well. And you know that, for example, she is very slow at dealing with paperwork. He doesn't operate very well via text messages and prefers direct communication. And so it's part of our job often with our clients is to try and work through what methods of, for example, communication are going to work better, what issues are going to be like a red rag to a bull, and to try and navigate that through with our clients. Yeah, I completely agree, because actually, you know, those conflict points can so often be used in the opposite direction to make sure that actually we're communicating in a way that is going to progress the matter rather than just building up more conflict because ultimately what we're trying to do is reduce that conflict down so that you know we can find a a path through this difficulty yeah I'm conscious that today we've talked about the aftermath of any separation quite generally and I know that for a lot of our listeners they are tuning in to get some sort of tips and I 
often say that you know we're here to try and help navigate things and so I thought maybe it would be quite helpful Rosie if we could just sort of sum up on the sort of key tips that you really need to take on board and remember if you have recently had to endure a relationship breakdown. Yeah absolutely I think from a starting point it's almost taking that time to breathe and assess your situation isn't it and actually take in what's happened before you can start making those steps forwards. Definitely. And then I think the second thing to remember is that you is that your children are there. Families change shape. They change structures, but they are still families and your children are are still there. So it may be that you need to think about some rules for communication as parents and working out how this new relationship is going to operate. But just keep in mind that your children are still there and you are still a family. It's just a different structure. Yeah, definitely. And I think that focus on, you know, the emotional side of things coming into it and making sure you've got the right support for yourself and for your children moving forwards. Definitely. And I think a big part of it is that we recognize that, of course, both these parents absolutely love their children and they're both going through a difficult time. And so when you keep your children as the focus, you can then sort of reflect on what sort of role model do I want to be for my children? What do I want them to see when they see us as parents? And that can be quite a sobering thought for many of my clients, but I think it is a good tip to keep in mind as it brings you back to the same central, most important part of your world, your children. Absolutely. And I think with all the conflict and, you know, the emotional side of things, sometimes that can get a bit lost. So actually being able to centre back, bringing those children into the centre of it is sometimes a really nice way to, to sort of balance yourself out before taking that next step, particularly in terms of communication when things are perhaps getting quite emotive. Yeah. And I think my final tip would certainly be to seek out support seek out resources there is a whole world of information and support out there there is a brilliant guide that's been produced by resolution that specifically targets the aftermath of a relationship breakdown and the parental roles following a separation there will be local support groups potentially in your area there will be professionals that can help you with the emotional side of things be that therapy counseling life coaches and of course there's also legal support out there some people need it some people do not everyone is completely individual but if you are minded to consider legal support I would strongly recommend that you go back and have a listen to the podcast that we put out on episode one, where we offered our listeners some top tips of things to think about before you instruct a solicitor and meet a solicitor. So you are fully prepared for what that may engage. Yep, completely. I think it's just that element that you're not alone, no matter how alone you may feel in the circumstances, you know, there are people out there that can offer support and help. I completely agree. And I think the co-parenting discussion is worth a podcast in itself so I think we're, Rosie and I'll produce another podcast for our listeners that we really do look at that and look at the bumps in the road in the road that can occur look at ways around avoiding those bumps so perhaps tune in for our next podcast where we'll look at them but for today I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners for listening to this week's episode of the Candid Divorce Lawyer and as ever if you are enjoying this podcast please do remember to leave us a review thank you again for listening Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Candid Divorce Lawyer podcast brought to you by Trithowans. 
To hear more from us, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow our Instagram page at Candid Divorce Lawyer. This podcast does not constitute legal advice and is for informational purposes only. If you're looking for legal advice, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us via the details in our bio. 